Around this time last year, they were playing venues the size of Newtown Social Club in their hometown of Sydney, a venue with a capacity of only a few hundred. Next month, they're about to tour their just-released debut album. So far, they've lined up four metro theatres, that's around 4,000 people, and they've added multiple shows in both Melbourne and Perth. This comes off the back of them drawing some of the biggest crowds at this year's Groove in the Move Festival. So how has their popularity grown so fast and what's their appeal? Richard Kingsmore with you once again for the 2018 podcast. Thanks for being with me. Cosmo's Midnight consists of the twin brothers, Pat and Cosmo Liney. They started uploading their music to Unearthed five years ago and it was this track with singer Nicole Miller that they put out first. Later in 2013, The Dofflin was the first track of theirs that really got them some solid attention. A couple of EPs and a string of great singles since then has gradually built up their profile and popularity. But that popularity has really accelerated over the last year, leading up to now the release of their debut album. They've worked with some really interesting local and overseas guests on the album, which we're going to hear about. And being twin brothers, I was really keen to find out more about how they work and what sort of music they grew up on. So let's start with the title of the album. It's called What Comes Next. And I asked them if that was a statement or a question. It is a question kind of for us. We were um, basically wrapping up the album and we realised, you know, we'd come from, this had been two years in the making, almost three, of just compiling everything. And it had been like we'd been looking back and seeing the progression of ourselves, like musically, sonically, and like working with singers and thematically. I'd like started singing on stuff. And it was kind of, we felt like this was like an encapsulation of like all our music and everything we'd been working on and it was kind of like a prediction like what comes next after this like this is our footprint on music now but it's like it felt kind of like a hopeful it was was kind of like we feel like this is our true like launch pad now like our first big statement as artists we've always kind of done EPs a few singles here and there but it's our first like definitive kind of like this is us and this is like this is what happens and what comes next so Cosmo it's a big sort of milestone for you for sure yeah yeah. We've, we've always always dreamed of making an album and we did not expect to wrap it up this soon. but <laughs> <laughs> Because it's funny, we live in a, a very different world in the music scene at the yeah. moment because albums are taking less and less uh, pride of place as they used to. Yeah. But you don't feel that way? You kind of felt like this was this was something that you really wanted to achieve at this point? It Going single by single is a very, it's very common nowadays, but there's something that I've always loved about the long player format. Like, you can listen to an artist's body of work and I feel like you really get inside and can pick their brains listening to an album. Whereas mm. by singles, you kind of, it's harder to, you know, kind of grab hold of that, what mm. they're actually about. It's like just getting a few words from someone in like an interview or something, like, you know, you get a little taste. But if an album's kind of like you have more of dialogue with, with the artist you're listening to, you can kind of learn a bit about them and what, what their true style is, I guess. Well, hip-hop was one revelation with this record for me mm-hmm. because you guys haven't really sort of dabbled much with hip-hop. Well, that was a big part of yeah. this album with showing another side to us, not being like, we, we don't just make kind of like house jams or slow, slow down summer house. We make 
a lot of stuff and we wanted to show you all the sides of our mm. music. But the house stuff has worked very well for you. I, I mean, mean, it's not like we just do that. I mean, <laughs> we love it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't bite the hand that feeds you exactly. because the singles that Cosmos Midnight have released over the last few years, they've done incredibly well. Like there's been history. There's been, you know, snare. Uh, there's been mind off. Walk with me. <laughs> Walk with me. Another good one with Kuchka. Yeah. Did it surprise you when you watched each one roll out? Did it surprise you how well each one did? Um, Always does. Yeah, the day of release, we kind of like bury our head in the sand because we just can't, we get so nervous. And because like if we had our way, the music, I guess, would just sit on our hard drive forever. But our managers are like, this. the world, I mean, not the world needs to see this, but you need to put this out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, fine. And like, it feels less like you're releasing a finished track and more like you're like letting go and like setting it free. Because <laughs> it's just, I know. you can't change it. Once it yeah, goes. Yeah. Yeah, once it's done, you know. I One, mean, I suppose Kanye did fix Wolves, but <laughs> I, I prefer to not touch something once it's out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, but, yeah. The, that's the other weird world we live in where you can sort of redo albums yeah, even when you've released, released them. Made mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, we're in interesting times right now. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. there has been huge surprises. I mean, we never even expected to get to the point we have now and we're super thankful for all the, you know, followers we got off Snare and Walk With Me and just... Yeah, the support's been absolutely insane, you mm. know. Especially, yeah, from you guys and from and just like seeing the reaction to this tour that's coming up, you know. <laughs> we did like, I, don't, I haven't processed it yet. After doing Groove in the Moo, we kind of sensed that like something was happening. was happening. We were like playing these shows and I was like, we're in Adelaide and it's like we're playing at the same time as Portugal, The Man, and there's just all these kids and it's just insane and it was so much fun. Mm. And then we announced the tour and we're like, please. <laughs> yeah. And then two tickets sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was just really affirmative to do this off the back of the Grooving tour, which is, I think was the funnest tour we've ever done. So we talked a little bit before about hip hop being a little bit of an ingredient on this record. Here's a good case in point. A new track from Cosmo's Midnight. It's been around before the release of the album. The album's coming out at the end of this week, but Pat and Cosmo from Cosmo's Midnight are with us on Triple J. So that track, Low Key, features some overseas rappers. Tell mm -hmm. us who's on that track. So we got Buddy from uh, Compton in California and we got Jay Prince from London. It's a very international kind of record, <laughs> which was, um, it came together in a very weird but natural way. Like it started in LA and we were just in our Airbnb in between our little runner shows on the West Coast um, and 
actually Basenji was staying with us at this Airbnb and him and Cos had gone out that night and I was just at home like banging away on this beat. I was listening to a lot of Flying Lotus at the time. I still do. <laughs> but um, And also Tori Moy and I don't know, I just had this kind of, this. I just had this beat and it was just the, the instrumental loop. And uh, Cos was watching, when he came back later, he was watching Father Father, um, the Colors performance by Jay Prince. And we were like, oh my God, imagine if we could, get this guy on on the track and we kind of reached out and at the same time we reached out to Buddy because we were like we hope we can get one of these guys yeah. and then end up they were both like we want to hop on this and we are like oh shit <laughs> so just simply from emailing the track to them yeah well like um, it was kind of like a good coincidence because you know like we were staying real close to where Buddy was we didn't end up meeting because we left back to Sydney before he started recording on it mm. but um, yeah we just literally like reached out to each of the managers and they were like, they hit us back and we're like, yeah, we got this. And then they sent, both sent verses back to us. We kind of just sorted it out into the track and then sent it back and we were like, they'd never heard each other's takes on this track. So the first time we sent it back to them was them hearing each other, each other on the track at the same time. And they were like, how did this work? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So it just worked out so yeah. well. Mm. They must have been, that must have been mind blowing for them because they probably thought that were just going to be the feature. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we're like, you're both the feature. <laughs> <laughs> you've made a friend. <laughs> well, you've made friends yeah. between Buddy and also Jay Prince. So that's a great story. So listen, I want to go, we'll go into uh, how you worked with another interview national guest on the on the record and actually play a track from this album for the very first time. I don't want to, you know, interviewing twins, you probably get a whole bunch of cliche questions about, <laughs> you know, the synchronicity between mm-hmm. you guys being twins and how you work. But I do want to explore, you know, how it arrives, how you come up with the music. Now, Pat, you were just saying before you were working on some stuff independent to Cosmo. So do you leave each other alone to work on an idea before introducing it to each other? Yeah, well, very much so, like, but it can go both ways. We can both come and sit down in, in at the same time or we can do like what happened with Loki where one of us is not even there and one of us comes up with an idea. And similarly for the Woods truck, I wrote that one in LA like a previous time we were there and I was just in the room kind of vibing out of myself and I had like a tiny two-octave piano and I was just playing those keys. And then Pat was like, we left that for like a year and then Pat just came back to it and basically turned that into the Woods track. Sometimes you just need to leave like a track forever and then the track sort of just discovers itself mm. later on. Or is it just because you're too close to it at the time and you don't really know whether that it's any well. good or not? Absolutely. Mm. You need to give like stuff space and then when you come back to it and you still feel like it's good, it's definitely worth like pursuing that and mm. like seeing the track to the end. So with the Woods one, Cosmo, mm. so you did it a year later, you revisit it, finish mm-hmm. it up and then you worked in the studio with we her? Yeah. yeah. And vocally, I mean, she's a real talent as well. Was that an easy vocal take? She recorded that vocal take in maybe five minutes. Um, we just opened this project from a year ago. I'm like, why don't you just try something on this? And she just sang the first thing that sort of came to her head because we wanted to like see how she'd just kind of arrange the melodies and stuff if we just put her on the spot. And she just came up with this really incredible melody and we're like, that's it. And just stick with that. And yeah. So it was like, it very just clicked in a really natural way. And we'll just, she didn't just have, right. She didn't have time to overthink it. Yeah. <laughs> none of us did. None yeah. of us had time. <laughs> yeah. Is 
One more question about working together. I mean, so far in this interview, you haven't sort of lashed out, looked at each other in a bad way, <laughs> yelled at each other or thrown a fist, uh, thrown a punch. I wouldn't say it's that amicable <laughs> yeah. when we're in but what, but what is it like, you know, being obviously so close, being twins, working together? You're pretty much, you know, eye to eye on music. I think we've been very lucky we just never really clash on like the the vision of the track. We kind of always have the same idea. It's always been like, okay, we're just converging to the same point. We might have started at a different point, but we always have that same future goal with the song, which is just, I don't know, maybe it's just because we have this pretty much the exact same taste in music. And did you, I was going to ask that, did you always have that as kids growing up? Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, even though we're not identical twins, we basically have the same interests, whether that just be from like living with each other for a long time. And we love like the same... Food, music, TV shows, games. I mean, partly yeah, all that stuff. Partly was because we were like super impressionable, like younger brothers. We have an older brother, and mm. we literally just did everything he did. So when it came to electronic music, he was like, "Check out Bag Raiders and the presets," and we're like, "And cut copy." Yeah, and we're like, "What is this?" Like, because before that, we were just kind of like Red Hot Chili Peppers and like Blink One Eighty Tunes and just like rap and stuff. And then he was like, "Oh, Australian electro, like." guys got to check this out like our eyes were just opened just and you like, were open to it you were yeah. like yes yeah. oh I, well i was like since he's our older brother i was like i'll i'll follow <laughs> <laughs> lead the way what's yeah. his name uh, his name is nick i say our brother inspired us but um our parents like they have an absolutely enormous vinyl collection which has been basically ruined in the last you know 10 years just from having it like stacked under books and stuff which is a shame, but we've got like, we've got like talking heads, we've got um, wings, we've got wings, we've got some Brian Wilson, and we've got like Chic and Bernie M. Like, there's so much stuff that I Todd feel Rundgren. kind of, yeah, Todd Rundgren. I feel like all this kind of bounced off us so much when we were little and we were like dismissive of it at the time, but then we'd come back to it and we're like, our parents will come and be like, that sounds like that thing that we used to play to you. And we're like, well, what's happening here? Like, it's, <laughs> it seeps in, doesn't yeah, it? It seeps sure. in. And I'm like, especially when you're young, you know. I'm so thankful to that because, like, I feel like disco, a lot of our chords and stuff, like all our progressions and stuff, all just basically disco progressions, really. <laughs> <laughs> the secret's out. <laughs> the secret is out. But yeah, like we always, even when writing like the stuff we do, we've always kind of looked back and been inspired by like 60s and 70s, like psychedelic funk and like disco. And we just kind of grab little bits here and there. And it just at the moment, it's working really great. So. Yeah, well, exactly. I was going to say it's, you know, it's working fine for you. So whether it's coming from stuff you listen to as kids or whether it's new stuff you're being influenced by now, the music you're making is really impressive and it's been doing really well. So congratulations. Thanks. Pat and Cosmo from Cosmo's Midnight have been with us. So the album is out at the end of this week. Um, what Comes Next is the title of it, as we've mentioned before. And one of the best tracks on the record is a collaboration with Two Face Turco, which I want to play for the first time on Triple J right now. And I believe the connection with Sarah Ahrens has yes. has resurrected itself because she yep. was on the program a she few weeks back. ago and we talked to her about writing history with you. But yes. I didn't know. She actually has had a hand in this one? Yes, yes, she did. We actually started that track together. Mm. And well, we, we did history a long time ago and then after that, you know, she went to America and she had all those huge songs and... You know, she's like, I've got Grammys like, and all that. I was like, okay, we won't work with her again. <laughs> she's off to do the, all that big American stuff now. And then she came back to Sydney and she was like, do you want to do another session? And we're like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, let's yeah, do she something. Was, she was like, I'm in Sydney for the next two hours. Like, let's grab uh, a room and just like see what we can do. And I just like 
banged out this quick four chord progression and she was like, that is something. Because like, I don't know, the stuff she writes in America is kind of more pop centric. And we're like, we want you to bring that sort of sensibility to our stuff. So we wrote this song actually in like two hours and then she's like, I'm out of here and flew to, Mel- flew to Melbourne to visit her parents. And we just were sitting with this track that we'd just literally like written a whole track in such a short time. We were still processing it. And then like a week later, we were like, oh, like we've got this whole thing. Let's what do we do with it? And like coincidentally, like Tuve Sterko was, lit- was coming to Australia in like a few weeks and we're like, imagine like we could get her on this track because I just felt like her voice has just worked so well with that, with um, Sarah's, Sarah's, with Sarah's style. And then she ended up kind of bringing her own performance to it, which I really loved. And she just hit us up with this demo. It was like, hey, I've done it. And we're like, we love it, but is there anything we can change? And she was like, oh, I don't know. We just like wanted to push to there a little harder though. So we actually pitched the track up another like semitone and so it was like at the very top of her voice and she was like belting it out and we're like this sounds so good and she was like oh, my, my, my voice it's but I was like no it is actually this is so good and I, I think you're here on the track it's just it sounds really good I I'm thought you guys were saying. nice let's <laughs> <laughs> get, get an international singer mm. and just move it up a semitone <laughs> and see whether she can get there yeah, no. yeah definitely I think pushed it, her voice in a, in a cool way though well, yeah, I think it, it was worth it, it it's gonna be yeah I think it's gonna be one of the highlights from the record I think a lot of people are gonna love it I'm um, just so excited and nervous but you know like the bass line just makes this track so fun mm. <laughs> okay mm. if you don't wanna talk to With Tuvay Sturka, that's Talk To Me by Cosmos Midnight. As the brothers just mentioned as well, they wrote that with the Melbourne singer and songwriter Sarah Ahrens, who I spoke to recently on the 2018 podcast. So if you flick back through the episodes, you'll find that conversation there. Thanks for checking out the 2018 podcast again this week. Hit subscribe to keep hearing more about the world of new music and the releases to keep up to date with. I'll speak to you again real soon. 